Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the club. I'm so glad you're here today because today we are pulling back the curtain on how one of my clients went from eating ice cream and Nutella on the couch every night to losing three sizes. And I know that so many of you out there are stuck in a rut or just feel hopeless about where you are in your weight or your health. And that was Rebecca. And she has done such a 180 from where she was to where she is now that I wanted to share the behind the scenes, you know, of how it all transpired. I think it will give you lots of ideas and encouragement. And I just cannot wait for her to fill you in on all the deets. She is one of my star clients, my beloved member in the Christian Health Club and an old school friend from my hood. So welcome, Rebecca, to the Christian Health Club podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Chelsea. It's exciting to be a part of all of this. I know. It's fun. I think we should start with a shout out to our people from the hood, all the A-Leaf people listening. Um, A-Leaf, for in sure. The house. We, for go, sure. we go back, Rebecca and I go back to the high school days. So dancing on drill team high kicks and all you got it sister all the things and so there's something about being from the hood and sharing all that hoodiness that well we will always have a special bond <laughs> about and it. i think and i really think that that helped me feel safe in reaching out to you because there was just a relatability and i knew i could trust you and i needed help to start changing my life well, that's a great place to start because when you reached out to me, um, you know, we hadn't talked in, it had been years, you know, there's Facebook and stuff like that. And we'll always be connected from, you know, our roots, but it's not like we were talking often. So what kind of, where were you? What was it that first made you reach out to me? Like, tell us what was going on. Well, to go back a little bit and be a little personal and vulnerable here, um, in the beginning of 2017, I had just lost my last living parent and both of them passed from cancer battles and I was their primary caregiver and I was living in a new city. I was living in Austin at the time where I had relocated for what was supposed to be a wonderful, you know, new job of freedom of opportunity. And that company did not stand by my side while I was caring for my father. So they let me go. So I was in a new city with no support system, no job and grieving. And I embraced every horrible habit that I had ever had. Like you said in the intro, I was binging TV until 2 a.m., 3 a.m., sleeping till 2 the next morning, eating ice cream out of the carton. And yes, what she said is true. I was eating Nutella with a spoon, you know, right from the jar and embracing all those stressful what we call stress relief habits that 
really are not good for us eating primarily fast food. I was the person that only left the house in my pajamas to go through a drive through or convenience store. And I found that my body started suffering. And when I say suffering, massive digestive issues of every kind, bloating, cramping, constipation, heartburn, diarrhea, all of it. Oh, all the, all the things, <laughs> all the, whole the things, the, all the things. And I talk about all the things I was tired all the time and I had no energy and felt sluggish. And then I started realizing, even though I wasn't around people, I was sick all the time. So my immune system was in the toilet and that made me listen. When you don't feel good, you isolate yourself mm -hmm. and I had no human contact and I hardly ever got dressed in regular clothes or took a shower nothing. And so my body was suffering and I went to a doc, the doctor and the eye opening moment for me right before I reached out to you was when I went to put on my big girl jeans, you know, the ones that you have in your closet that normally are falling off of you. And I couldn't pull them past my thighs, Chelsea. Mm -hmm. And I got dressed in probably some stretchy pants and went to the doctor and I weighed more than my father who was six foot five and very large frame. And I'm five nine and I was well over, I'm not ashamed to say it now, I was well over 200 pounds. And I reached out to you and I was like, I need some help. And I think we started with a basic like nutrition assessment that just gives you an idea of where I was coming to you as a client. Like yes. what were my problems? Exactly. So when I um, work with a new client, I have them fill out a health history and a, um, a nutrition assessment questionnaire. We call it a knack. And then, um, and then I will look at the results of that. And that gives me, um, that just gives me a good picture of what's going on, where you are, where the body is most burdened, most stressed. And it just gives us the places that we need to tackle, you know, that we need to strategize to work on and where the body needs the most support. And so, what happens is when I get those results back, I graph them. Um, I, I put them on a graph. Um, so it, there's a really nice visual graph of, you know, which body systems are most burdened. It's like a, it's a bar graph. Y'all know I suck at math. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like a bar graph. And then and it's, so, and it's I, very user friendly because I'm not a math person either. So it's, it's very, user but it's friendly. visual. I like it because it's visual. And there's these different levels of priorities, like low priority, you know, medium priority and high priority. And if you're in a high priority area and these certain, you know, systems of your body, you know that the body is very stressed and burdened. And so Rebecca's came back and it was like blowing out in the high priority area in many of the um, many of the categories, right? I always say I think that my original chart put the burden and symptom burden graph because every <laughs> Every body system was burdened. Okay. It was screaming out loud there. You know, you hear people talk about your body being in a fight or flight mode. And that was 100% me, all those unhealthy habits. And that's, you know, sadness and reclusiveness that I was experiencing was causing me to be insulin resistant. I had severe adrenal fatigue and that body of mine was holding on to all this weight like creating a cushion to protect me because there was going to be an inevitable crash one way or the other. And that's the state that I was in. It was just inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. Yeah. You were seriously inflamed. And so, 
Um, and one other thing I think it's important to mention is that you have an autoimmune disorder. Do you want to share that? Sure. Um, well, you know, as if the beginning of the story, as I always say, doesn't sound pathetic enough that I had gone through loss and tragedy and whatever. I do live with an autoimmune disorder in the form of degenerative disc disease. And I've already had one, hopefully my only um, reconstruction on my spinal um, canal and my um using cadaver bone, metal cages, rods to stabilize my spine where I'd had a mm. lot of degeneration. So, and then I also have multi-generational risk factors of cancers on both sides of my family. And I thought healthy choices, I knew how to make healthy choices. I thought whole grains and soy milk were a good start. I mean, listen, I'm a family of one. And if I was eating lean cuisine meals, I mean, lean is in the description and that's a portion for one. And I thought all that was good for me. And then when I started working with you, it was like, okay, sister. <laughs> I was like, no, no, none of that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, sister, inflammation, like you might need to make, you know, gluten-free one of your non-negotiables. You might need to dial back no soy milk for you because of your risk factors, you know, and this lean cuisine has got like all these additives, preservatives, chemicals, nastiness. Right. And so we just started eliminating the obvious and kind of then went from there not long after that you had started your feast to fast group and i was like I i'm in right I, I joined up for that lifestyle right but before okay before we go there let's talk about in that first meeting that we had and i'm like you you got it all upside down sister friend this is all gotta go <laughs> i want can you reach back into that moment and uh, you know, it was really opposite of everything that the, you know, that we're all told to do. Yeah. Eat the whole grains and the soy milk is good and all of those things. And I'm like, no, you know, it's opposite. D you know, how are you feeling in that moment about making those changes? I mean, I know you trusted me and that had a lot to do with it, but, um, you know, so many people get overwhelmed, don't even know, just, they feel overwhelmed with starting. So kind of what do you remember? Like what was the first few things that you did? Well, it was very eye-opening, like I said, because when I was adjusting to what I thought was healthy, I thought a whole grain, like for breakfast, and a typical example would be a whole grain English muffin with like a poached egg on top. And I thought that's proteins and grains. What a great way to start my day. Who knew that those grains were going to burden me from like 8 a.m. on, right? Mm -hmm. And so I didn't, I thought, what am I going to do, right? Um, it was all when you talk about real food the way God made it, I had to look at my cabinet, I had to look at my refrigerator, and I tossed everything. And I started from scratch. Now that's not going to be the strategy for everyone, especially if you have little mouths to feed. But for me, I was all in. Um, it was scary because I wanted to make the right choices, but I felt comfortable in the guidance and the outline of the program to follow. It was very simple because it's real food, but I, I just ditched everything and started over. That was my strategy. Like take, take the temptation out of the house. I can't have ice cream. I can't have Nutella. All those things were clearly my trigger foods and spiraled me into horrible habits. So I just removed all that temptation from my home and was committed to just being all in. Yeah, I think that is such an important point right there is to take those those trigger foods, those foods that you know are gonna just spiral you off into, you know, just 
off, not even just off the reservation, but like off another planet, you know, and just um, get those out of the way and just start replacing them. And so that was, um, that was, that was huge for you to do. Now we met, we had a few uh, consultation meetings, you know, which I do by phone with everybody through phone and internet. Um, and so we had a few of the, those, and then you decided to join Feast to Fast. So tell, which is my group program in case those of you listening do not know it. It's a four week metabolic makeover, but it's more than just about the metabolism. It's about kind of rebalancing all of these systems in the body that we're talking about, all of these systems that I evaluate people for um, in the nutritional assessment um, and some of the most common problems that I see, we address those in Feast to Fast, so everything just kind of gets worked out. How, just your kind of initial, how do you feel like joining the group is different? It's different from one-on-one consultations, but I'm just, some, I think some people are like, no, I don't want to do the group. I just do want to do the one-on-one. And they find like it's an either or, when I, I kind of think doing both is really valuable, but I just want to get your take on that, kind of what, what your thoughts are around that. Well, what really helped me was the fellowship and being part of the group and the accountability. Um, in the beginning, when I joined being a newbie, I posted a picture of every single thing that went into my mouth. Um, it was being accountable to the group. It was also getting feedback from others that would be able to recommend healthy brands or upgrades, things that I had never heard of before. Because remember, I was brand new on my health journey, not just brand new to the Feast to Fast group, but brand new starting a healthy lifestyle. So some people were already very knowledgeable about certain brands that were, quote, cleaner options and easier recipes to upgrade to real foods. And then I just realized that all of a sudden, listen, ladies, I mean, how often can you find a group of women ranging from ages 20s to 70s across the entire United States and portions of Canada who it is a non-judgment free zone? Some people are there to get their body back after having a baby. Some people want to be a vibrant grandma. Some people were in massive distress like I was. Some people just want to get back their summer body. Whatever your personal goals are, it's this large group of women that are all there on a common health journey. And the camaraderie, the support, it, it was so key for me, Chelsea. It was 100% accountability, encouragement, fellowship, and broadening my ideas and my learning experience. Oh, I didn't pay her to say that. Oh, I promise. <laughs> no, 100% not. I mean, um, but you, you would pop into the group and you would do videos about um, insulin resistance and adrenal fatigue and sugar burning and all these different things that just continue to broaden your ed education Listen, basic stuff that you never think of from a historical standpoint. Oh, this first week, we're going to limit the amount of nuts that we eat. Why? Well, back in biblical times, think about if you had to shell every single nut that you ate. You're not diving into a bag that you got at HEB. Portion <laughs> control. Well, that just is so practical to a person like me. It resonated and it made sense. And so those practical principles um, made it really easy for me to apply to every day, to be real with you. 
I'm so glad. And wasn't it you that, you know, you were, you are so amazing about posting your pictures in the group and wasn't it you that had posted, was it egg whites or something? Yes. Because in the beginning, again, not educated about what we've heard all these years about health. And I was posting my pictures and I was like, egg whites with like turkey sausage or something. And somebody commented on there. I think it was where, me. Where, <laughs> yeah, it was you. Where, where are the yolks? Where are the yolks, sister? Like that's where all your nutrients and vitamins are. And it was years of my dad had had heart issues before. And we went to the quote heart healthy diet like years ago as a family. And so I was applying things that I heard we're healthy all these years and you know chelsea would make a joke turkey you got you got something against beef yo you know and so i mean all these different things that i thought i was doing that were healthy um that i just didn't know i just i i, I really did not know where to begin and so being part of a group like that and posting your food not only chelsea as the leader and nutritionist of the group can comment but then other people can comment as well Right. Everyone, yeah, can jump in and, and kind of help along, which is so awesome. Um, you mentioned that you gave up gluten, which is something that I recommend to pretty, if you have any kind of health issue, I mean anything, whether you have attention deficit disorder or gout or digestive issues or skin problems, or I don't, whatever it is, one of the first things you do is to um, take gluten out of your diet at least as a um, as a test to see if it's affecting you so that is something that became what what we call a non-negotiable for you like we just take that option off the table right off the table and it's still my one non-negotiable and i've never looked back you know years ago when gluten-free became popular i tried that as a lifestyle and it was really hard to navigate but following the basic principle of the real food and real life approach made things easy for me um, if you think about real food and you're focusing on vegetables proteins fruits then gluten's a non-issue right yeah. So it was, it really is not as hard or scary as it seems. I remember years ago when I tried it, my family would make this big attempt about, oh, can we go to that restaurant? Can you eat there? Oh, there's not anywhere that I can't eat being gluten-free. I mean, it's just ridiculous. You don't have to go to a gluten-free friendly restaurant because let's be clear. I mean, I'm not allergic to gluten. Right. I just have a food sensitivity and I choose to abstain from it because I want to keep the inflammation in my body low and I don't want to burden my digestive system. Exactly. Bingo. It is, it just creates that inflammation, um, that just the, kind of the systemic uh, low level. So somebody might eat wheat or gluten and, and then, you know, 30 minutes later, like I'm fine. I didn't, there's nothing wrong. But the problem is, is that gluten, you know, it, it just creates an underlying inflammation that can manifest itself in so many ways, not just digestion. Any way that any kind of inflammation you have in your body is going to exacerbate it. And so it's one reason that I take it out. And, and like you said, once you, once you make the decision and you make it a non-negotiable, you just make that decision in your brain. That's it. There's no, you know, there's no mind chatter when you go to the Italian restaurant and there's a bread, you know, basket. There's no like going back and forth. Like, am I going to cheat? It's like, it's non-negotiable. It's off the table that, you know, it is, 
there's no decision fatigue about it. It's just, it's just a, it's just a given, you know, and once you do that, there's a lot of freedom around that. It's, it's been easy for me because I just say to myself, well, why would anyone want to keep eating something that made them feel horrible? I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah. If, if something makes you feel bad, what's the reward in eating it? Correct. But a lot of people don't realize that it's making them feel bad. That is, right. that's probably one thing is that we don't, when there's not that immediate, you know, reaction to something, um, a lot of people will blow it off, you know, but even like in the case of dairy, you know, with skin and dairy, like things that affect your skin can take two or three days from the time you've eaten it to kind of manifest itself as a skin problem. It just has to work its way through the system. So it can be hard to make those connections, but um, it is certainly worth taking out for a while, a gluten or a dairy and just kind of monitoring your body. But you did take that out. And I think that was a huge, um, a huge part of making you successful. So let's kind of fast forward a little bit. You, um, you know, did, did feast to fast and through this time, I can't remember exactly, you know, but we still, you still scheduled consultations with me, which I think was, I think that was really kind of a huge part of what has made you successful is um, still checking in so we could tweak and do different things. But I, every time I, you check in with me, we do a new nutritional assessment so we can see visually if that, you know, your body systems have come down. So you want to speak a little bit to that? Yeah, I, I think it is key to keep checking in because I remember, okay, so Feast to Fast is four weeks for those of you who do not know. And round one, so the first four weeks was complete. And I remember lots of women in our accountability group were reporting weight loss. And I honestly do not recall losing any weight. So I would talk to Chelsea about that during a one-on-one -on -one call. And we would focus on how are you feeling? What new strategies and habits are you forming and sticking with? You know, what observations and connections was I making about food? Because if you remember what, what you just said from the beginning on that burden graph, I was doing a lot of behind the scenes body system healing from the inside out. Yes. So it was going to take some time. And you said something on a one-on-one -on -one call and later I think shared openly in the group was that your body has to learn to trust you. And I always say this is truth, like Bible kind of truth, because my body had to know that what I was doing was for real. So if you, you want to talk about that a little more and explain yeah. what you mean by your body has to trust you. Yeah, I say your, bo your body has to believe you, because I think a lot of us over the years, um, especially if you've been a yo-yo dieter, um, and gone back and forth, have eaten you know, poor foods, have starved yourself, and then binged yourself your body is like, what in the ever living is she doing? And so when you start something new, like say you come in and start feast to fast and, um, you know, for you, you didn't lose weight in that first round at all. But, um, you know, what I was saying is you got to stay consistent. And that is true for all of you with what you're doing. You, if you don't see results right away, and we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, why you, you didn't, you kind of touched on it, but you have to stay consistent. Your body has to believe you. It has to feel safe 
that you are going to stick to this because it's like, oh yeah, she's done this before. Mm-hmm. She's done this for a couple of weeks, three sheets real clean. And then, you know, your body's just kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop and for you to, you know, binge on the chips ahoy or whatever, you know? And so it holds back. It holds on to weight. It, it's a protective measure. It's like when your body doesn't feel secure, it holds on to weight. It holds on to energy in case it needs it down the road. And so um, that's one thing that it will do. And for you, um, your body was just so out of whack that it, it had some it had some balancing that it needed to do. It needed to believe you. It needed to you know it needed to feel okay, to feel secure enough to start releasing. And then and I needed to feel secure. Yeah. And I needed to feel secure. You know, feast to fast. I was afraid to incorporate, quote, feast days. And that was something that we really took some serious coaching on, trusting in, in the metabolism makeover, as you call it, and a lot of prayer. Because what I needed to embrace was that you know, I was afraid to quote feast or have a higher carb day because I thought my body was already prone to hold on to weight and I wanted that weight gone. Well, no, I needed to feed and soothe my busted, you know, body systems. I needed to eat real food carbs like sweet potatoes. I needed to feast on that real food to fuel and kick that you know, that latent metabolism from laying around watching Netflix, I needed to boost that metabolism back up. And that took some coaching for me um, on your part, because I was scared. I was scared. I I had gotten down the healthy food strategy. And then I was like, what do you mean you want me to feast? You want me to (laughs) increase, you want me to increase my carbs? And I always tell people feast doesn't mean Oh, one day I'm going to act like a cookie monster. And like you say, open right. a bag of chips, ahoy, and just feast, blah, blah, right. you know, feast. Right. But feast means like feast, higher carb days on real food. I was scared. And so it really took some coaching to be like, okay, girlfriend, you just admitted to me that you've been laying around with like, like your metabolisms in the toilet. Like we need to boost it girl. And how do you do that? Real food. And so that took some embracing on my part and trust in the program And, but guess what? I was feeling better and my digestion was improving and I started, you know, realizing that I had a different measurement of my health. So I joke around, but this is so true. I don't weigh myself. I only weigh every six months at a mandatory doctor's appointment that I go to. Because you don't have a scale, right? Because I love that. Heck no. I don't (laughs) own a scale. I don't own a scale. But when the yoga pants you've been wearing every day all of a sudden you have to like tie them <gasps> what does that mean oh that means something's happening girl <laughs> and then i had a t-shirt that i swear i took a picture in the mirror of me wearing and i sent it to chelsea because when i started feast to fast i would have sworn that t-shirt was a compression garment because it <laughs> it did barely fit over my arms and i could get the t-shirt on now it was so my body composition was changing so back to what i said my measurement of health also changed there was a mind shift that happened for me i wasn't attached to a special number on the scale i wasn't attached to a certain number in this back of my genes i was seeing a body composition shift because i listen i was reducing inflammation and because of that inflammation i losing it i started getting my waist back and it started eliminating my puffy face 
you know, the real food that I was eating and the water consumption and increasing a healthy bedtime routine, it started bringing the glow back to my skin. So all those healthy habits and tools that I was using, they in food prep and staying gluten free and being consistent on that health journey, you know, started giving me a different view of myself and what health looked like. I absolutely love this because that it, it is so true. I, you know, I, I ask people, you know, chase the health and not the number. When you chase the health, the, the weight will start balancing itself out because weight is a, is another symptom of something else that's off, you know, a, a symptom like headaches or a symptom like, you know, symptoms and signs. Those are kind of the things we're looking for in the nutrition assessment. You know, like what, what are you experiencing? Why, you know, why do you feel, why are you bloated every day? Why do you have a headache? Why do your joints hurt? Why are you overweight? Those are all symptoms of something that, you know, that, that signify some kind of imbalance in the body something is off. Um, and so when we go for the health and trying to support the body's um, systems, then then things start changing. And like you said, you that is those are the measures I ask people to to measure whether over the, the number on the scale, you know, how are you feeling? How is your, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I can button my jeans because I'm not bloated, you know? Or, you know, I'm feeling my, my clothes are looser, whatever it is, I don't have a headache, I can sleep better, whatever it, you know, whatever it is, those are just, they're game changers, they're life changers, you know, in the way that you feel. So uh, you've been a really wonderful example of that and, and that you did not give up, you know, after that first round of Feast to Fast because you didn't lose weight, you could have been like, well, screw this, this doesn't work. No, <laughs> you know? because we checked in with each other. And like I said, and I'm going to, you know, stress in, I had not lost weight and I was feeling a little discouraged. And your first question on that check-in phone call was, but how are you feeling, right? Let's tap into how are you feeling? feeling and what are you noticing what are your observations and connections so my journey was still ongoing at that mm -hmm. point oh, yes. and so I, I and another thing i'd like to encourage people is when your mind shifts regarding how you measure health what i also noticed was that my spirit was healing i was willing to be around other people more i was willing to embrace hey this is me i'm a work in progress and this is you know and i was had a smile on my face and my skin was glowing you know it was i may be larger than what some people remembered me being yes none of that mattered because i was feeling better and when you physically are feeling better it you know it goes into how you spiritually feel about yourself how you present yourself to the world and i went from being completely shut in and shut off to like showing up like showing up for myself showing up for my friends showing up for my community and that was huge for me that was also a big part of my healing journey is watching my personal health feed my spirit as well yeah that's it's been a beautiful journey to watch and just you know like you said it it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in a month. But then for everyone, I always say you have to take into context, like how long has it been for you to get here? You know, you did not put yourself in the mode that you're in with all the the aches and the pains and the, you know, the weight overnight. And so you have to give your body, you know, a little bit more grace, a little bit more time to 
um, to get back to where it's trying to go. Give it as much time in the journey back as it, you know, it, it took to get here. It's just, um, we need to, you know, keep that in mind as we're going along and not give up so easily because it is that consistency and the follow through, um, and that allowing of time to heal, letting your body believe you and all of that works together, you know, absolutely. And, and just the trust, because when round, when I did round two of Feast to Fast during our one-on-one -on -one call to prep for that, um, a question I had for you was, okay, I'm making healthy choices, but what if I'm not measuring my carbs. What if I don't have my macros correct? What, how do I know portion? Uh, you're a nutritionist is what I told you. I remember I was like, <laughs> you're a nutritionist. And you always talk about eyeballing your food. I was like, what if I'm eyeballing all wrong? Cause like I was hungry, you know? And I was like, what do I do? And you said, well, why don't you try an app like my fitness pal to keep, you know, a record and gauge, you know, your goals. And I was Can we like, pause right there because yes, a lot you know how a lot of people i've made it very clear that i'm allergic to math and yes. it is not my personal thing that i log in but that doesn't mean that i am against it because i do recommend it to clients if they have this um you know have this question and want a little bit more firm measurements or idea of macro breakdowns and that kind of thing so i just want to share that there is room for that if that is something it's a great tool for those that it helps and you ended up loving it right well i did and you know the basic principle is i only used it as an educational tool i wanted to know if my choices really were on track so i went in it to it from like, I want to learn more, like a learning tool. And I didn't want to be a slave to entering things in. But what I will encourage people to do is, you know, sometimes you have to be willing to be a little bit uncomfortable because you never know what's going to work, stick or help you move forward in your journey unless you try something. And for me, it was just a tool of education only. I happen to like it. I stuck with it. But in the beginning, it wasn't to track and measure and count and be so rigid, it was to educate myself. How many carbs does an apple have? How many carbs does such and such have? How many, you know, what's a healthy fat? What's, you know, what's not? It was broadening that healthy foundation of education is really right. what I went into it with. So, mm -hmm. and that helped me and I have stuck with it. That's been one of my personal tools that has worked for me. Yeah. Um, I remember one time on one of our check-ins, you, you know, there was a time there that you weren't, you're like, I'm not getting enough calories. You know, I'm, do you remember that? Yeah. Because uh, I was, uh, again, listen, all the paranoia sets in and I was like, I'm not getting enough calories. Is my body going to start holding on to weight? Yeah, I did that. Right. And you know, one thing, you know, how I like to, I like to just do some throwback in the mind so we can get some perspective, but I think it would be, it, it would be ridiculous to think that historical people, Bible women, anybody, you know, that lived a long time ago, hit an exact calorie count every single day. That did not happen. You know, they, that is not how it went down. There were days that they probably ate more, ate less, hence feast to fast. That's kind of where I got it. You would naturally eat more, naturally eat less. Days that, you know, you were more hungry. Days you were not as hungry. Day there was more food available. Days there weren't, weren't as much food available. I mean, that would have been the natural rhythm and flow of the body. And so, um, so I, I think that's what I told you is just, you know, it's, it's really not natural to hit an exact calorie count every day, unless you're measuring it like this. And, you know, not that it's harmful to, but it, you don't have to. Um, and so would I, 
want to encourage people to do is to listen to their body over an app. You know, the app is a tool for you to, to help you, but there's no greater, um, you know, all knowing better tool than your body's feedback system and what your body is telling you. Um, somebody might be telling you that kale is the best superfood you could ever eat, but if it makes you bloated or poop your brains out or whatever, um, I think your body's telling you that's not for you. Uh, don't force something. Don't force yourself to eat. Don't force a food into your body. If your body is telling you, to, no, this is not for me. And so, um, you know, those are kind of some of the conversations um, that we had along the way. But And it's um, very simple. That is such a simple principle and I 100% live by it is in, be go with the instinct that your body's feeling. Some days I'm hungrier than others. Some days I can go eat two large meals. Sometimes I need a snack. Sometimes in the evening, even if I've quote started my fasting time, if I am still hungry, I am, yes, I'm going to reach for a healthy something, but I'm going to either have some hot tea to see in my hungry or am I thirsty? Am I, you know, do I need to be soothed with something? But if I am still legitimately hungry, I'm going to eat something. So that intuitive tapping yes. in what your body needs is yes. so important. And, and that's the same reason why I just gave up on trying to be a magic number or giving a care what the back of my jeans said or anything else, because it was more important about how I was feeling. Right. Um, exactly. And, you know, and I also like to say, you know, that God made our bodies so smart, you know, so smart. And when, you know, our bodies have an innate wisdom about them to know what to do when given the proper tools and when we listen and, you know, respond. So um, you have been really just really good and committed to that. And I think that's why you've seen, um, seen so much success, you know, um, I want to, I want to go back a little bit to when we were talking about feast days because um, you were first, you were not only kind of hesitant to embrace feast days in the sense that we can add more carbs in. That was one level that you were kind of uncomfortable with. The next level of the uncomfortableness with the feast days was allowing in some of the heck yeah carbohydrates, which actually are not, don't have to just be on feast days when we do feast of fast. But in general, you were a little nervous about adding back in some of the the heck yeahs you want to talk about that i didn't heck yeah for a long time and <laughs> it know. was it was 100 out of fear and i wasn't sure if those heck yeahs were going to make me spiral out of control so i really was the biggest abstainer and it, it took a little bit of time and i remember i don't know say i was not even quite a year in but there was some family that visited, extended family that visited me in Austin. And we went to a very nice restaurant to eat dinner. And of course, I had no problem passing on the bread basket. I selected fish for my entree, but everyone was having a drink. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a glass of wine with dinner. Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have a nice glass of wine with dinner. And I was really proud of myself, but it was such a celebratory occasion. And I was, come on, a glass of wine with my fish dinner was not sending me off the rails. Okay. It just was not, but it was the first time I realized that, Hey, you're in control sister. And, um, 
you have, and I also, it was funny because going back to the Nutella reference, when I started Feast to Fast, I was like, okay, what are some upgrades? And someone told me, oh, you can get Justin's hazelnut chocolate butter spread for a Nutella upgrade. And that I posted a picture of this torn package, squeeze package. And I was like, whoever told me to buy this, it's like packaged dirt. I don't know what y'all are talking about. This isn't Nutella, <laughs> you know, because my taste buds had not completely reset from that right. sugary, you know, whatever. So yes. I was trying to upgrade my heck yeahs because I was not going to go backwards and eat my trigger foods. But y'all, in all honesty, it took me over a year, year and a half, maybe before I had ice cream for the first time. And that was my personal choice. It was a trigger food for me. And I made a wise decision and I had it when it was in a cell, it was my niece's sweet 16. And I was visiting her in Washington for her 16th birthday. And the family, we all went out to ice cream after dinner. And I was like, you know what? I am not gonna miss out on having ice cream with my niece. Heck no, right? Heck no on this heck, heck yeah. That's you know? right. And I, it, it did take some time. It took some time because I had to really have a lot of discernment where, what, what was my triggers? Um, I needed to abstain from those triggers and then figure out how slowly add them back in. But now I, you know, two years after that journey began, I do have balance and I do celebrate when it's worth it because life is too short not to celebrate. Amen, sister. Amen. And it is, the in, in case somebody doesn't realize what heck yows are, maybe they do by now, but it's, heck yows are the, the, the drinks, the foods that, you know, are not the most ideal. You know, it's the cookie, it's the pie, it's the chips, it's the crackers, it's the alcohol. Um, those are not healthy for us, but they, as part of society, they're things that we like to include. And so, that's, I think, one of the biggest gifts of Feast to Fast is teaching people how to incorporate those, um, you know, in a way that's sustainable. And so that's what we do. It took you a while to be comfortable with that. But I think that was really smart of you to honor that feeling and hold out because now you have what we say in Feast to Fast is be the boss of your carbs. I mean, you are the boss. You're the boss of your carbs. You're the boss of your food. You really are. You have good command over what you allow into your holy temple. And I think it's because you were, you, you know, you were consistent, you were, you were slow, you were chasing the health and not the number, you know, and it just, it is just all, that's why you're my star pupil. Oh, you're <laughs> cute. Well, I do, I do, you know, I eat the pie at Thanksgiving and I, I have wine when I visit my friends. In fact, Chelsea laughed because I was in Washington with my sister friend for a whole week. And when I got back and I did like a one-on-one -on -one check in, I told her, I was like, girl, I had wine every night that I was gone. And she said, wait a minute, you were gone for a week. You had a glass of wine every night. I said, every night. She, and you know what? Chelsea said, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> because I wasn't scared. Because I had the tools to recover. I didn't go off the rails. I wasn't burdening myself with bad food choices on top of that. But like one glass of wine with your girlfriend when you're out of town for a whole week, like in with her and her family celebrating, like, come on, you know, and your exact words were, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, probably it's, it's taking a long time. I know. To a client. 
Way, well, to, way to drink. Way to go. Well, I don't even think it was about the drinking. It was allowing yourself to celebrate with whatever yes. that looks like to you. Celebrating exactly. with, you know, a muffin, celebrating with a pancake, celebrating with whatever it looks like to you. You know, you were just proud that I was able to let go of some of those strict boundaries I had placed on myself. And I was, you know, navigating real life, real food the way God made it. And just, I've really learned how to navigate that, but I'm still a work in progress because I don't work out. You know that, like I still have yes, that hurdle to your, jump over. It's your thing. It's my here. thing. It's my mm -hmm. thing. I, I don't know what that's about. Just to be honest, y'all, because you know, Chelsea always says you can't work yourself out of a bad diet. So normally like people's food is like their biggest obstacle. So now that my food's on lockdown, I don't know why I can't consistently get the body moving, but I'm working on it. So you'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there. And it's good. It's good to share that. So people know that, you know, it, it is a work in progress and you don't have to add all the pieces all at once. I think people try to do too many things at one time. Um, and if you're going to go with uh, one thing, go with the food, because that's going to give you the biggest impact on your health and your body composition. The exercise is, you know, it's, it's wonderful. It's so good for you, but it's a little bit more like the icing on the cake and you want, you know, the full cake to be, um, you know, the food, the food part, that's where you're going to get the majority of the substance of what's going on in the body for sure. And, and, you know, to go a little broad or deep, you know, something that I try to tell girlfriends, especially younger women, I share with them that, you know, 45 years of my personal life, I was a caregiver to other people, family members. And, you know, especially raised as a Christian woman, I think we're doted upon when we care for others or we put others before ourselves. But I finally tapped into the fact that, you know, God intended me all along to take care of myself and love myself as fiercely and loyally as I had loved others. And mm. this journey of health was part of that, right? Taking care of myself and putting all the work into me that I would just on the drop of a dime put into another. Why wasn't I putting all that into myself? You have every right and you need to invest in yourself the way you would take care of and invest in others. And that's kind of going on a broad, you know, outlook here, but it, it was important for me to understand that. Yeah, no, I think that's huge. We often will, will give everything to everybody else or we'll treat other people so much better than we treat ourselves. We speak to other people so much more kindly than we speak to ourselves, all of those things. And, you know, I think, um, you know, one thing, I, another thing I like to remind people is like, when, when you diss yourself, you are dissing your creator. You know, when you don't care for your holy temple, I mean, our holy temples are a gift from God. You know, it is, um, it's an act of, of worship to him to take care of these bodies. And so never think that the time that you take to do that is wasted time or a time to feel guilty. It is absolutely necessary to do it. Um, so that's for sure. Well, listen, we've got like 10 minutes left. And so, um, before we have to go, I want to ask you a few things, just if you could share, if there's, you know, anything we didn't talk about that you want to share, um, you know, any helpful nuggets, anything that you think would be helpful for people, anything that you learned. And then I want to ask you the anchor questions before we get out of here. I think one thing we didn't cover was, um, supplements. Where did that come along in my journey? And something I learned from you, there's a lot of people like myself, I do not have a gallbladder. And so there's certain digestive enzymes that I 
could take that were going to aid in repairing that digestive journey that I was on. And so that's been a critical part of my supplementation, as well as I struggle with sleep, like I talked about having horrible sleep patterns. And I take um, ashwagandha at night, which is a natural herb that kind of helps rest and, you know, relax the body. So I think diving, you know, some supplements, I think that people can learn or consult with you or read about on your website that might help with certain things that they're struggling with. That was a key part of my journey as well as the healthy food choices and also dedicating every Sunday to food prep. Um, I became, I would listen to a podcast, something motivational, and I called it my food prep palooza, or I put on some music and some work, you know, worship music, and I would jam around my house and prep my healthy food that I would eat for the week. And really being devoted to those things and drinking a lot of water just were a few little nuggets, like you said, that were a key to staying consistent for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, a few, a few things about that. So yeah, Rebecca doesn't have a gallbladder. And so there is a specific um, supplement that I recommend to people that do not have a gallbladder um, to help them properly break down and utilize fats. And so um, it's really, really important because you kind of lose that ability to properly time your um, your bile release with when you eat fats. That's getting a little technical. But just know if you don't have a gallbladder, um, supplementary support can be very helpful for um, your body to break down and utilize fat. So that was one. And then yes, Rebecca's meal preps are legendary and the Christian health club. She posts on Sundays when she does it. It's so inspiring. She makes like a huge vat of spa water with all of whatever, whatever she's got, it kind of got in her fridge, you know, grapefruit, lemons, you know, cucumber, whatever she's got. She'll make a really beautiful batch of spa water. She does her food prep and shares the pictures in the group and it's just so helpful and inspiring and you're just such a beloved member in that group and you do so much to keep everybody encouraged i am so appreciative for you um being in there oh i'm so grateful that you know god and facilitated through you to help me on this journey and then the group that you created has just continued to just thrive and just been a wonderful support system and so i appreciate it so much Oh, well, before we wrap up here, let, um, why don't you share with us your favorite anchor meal? So, um, and I, I know what it is, but you can share it with everybody. Else. Anybody that's in the Christian Health Club will know exactly what it is. So, you know, dr- <laughs> drum roll as we pause here. It is a, a salad. So it's just a group of mixed greens of different sorts with, some baked or grilled salmon on top done easy peasy over but i have it probably two to three times a week every week yeah you do and that and so you've got several anchor meals why don't you just go ahead and share a few others well i to mix it up because you know i'm in texas so we gotta have taco tuesday so i'll do my taco meat with mushrooms put over a salad with some holy guacamole or an avocado that's an anchor meal for me or i'll do the salmon with some grilled potatoes and grilled broccoli getting in you know those healthy carbs so i eat a lot of fish and i do repeat meals a lot but it doesn't bother me i, I like that consistency I think that helps for a lot of people. It does not have to be lubies up in here every night with some kind of new option. Like repeat, you know, repeating weekly meals, I think it's really helpful. And I think everybody has those meals they, you know, they go to, those are the anchor meals. And if we can upgrade those to 
higher uh, quality ingredients and so they become something that gives you a lot of bang for your buck and you still enjoy then that's just that beautiful sweet spot um and you can always mix up the ingredients. I always do a really big egg scramble, like when I do my food prep. And sometimes I'm putting turkey sausage in there and mushrooms and like loads and loads of spinach. And sometimes I'll do even chicken and spinach and feta. I just kind of mix it up almost like you're having a quiche or a frittata, but you're doing a big scramble. And then you just can scoop it out daily to have your serving and warm it up, you know. And so it, it kind of makes things faster because you're not cooking every morning. You have some yes. things just right there accessible to pull out of your fridge. But guess what? It's accessible not because it's frozen food and it's, you know, processed foods, but it's accessible because you took the time to prep it for yourself. Right. Bingo, sister. That is so, that is so awesome. Like okay, that, how, I saw a meme right. that was like, food prep is the new fast food. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, really, it's fast because it's already done. Um, yeah. And it really doesn't take all that long if you do it, two, three hours, maybe, you know, on a Sunday. Um, just Sunday morning, Sunday night, or just anytime, anytime. Doesn't have to be a Sunday, but anytime anybody has time to do it, it's just, it really will put you closer um, to your goals and keeping you on track with eating real foods. So that's huge. Um, okay, what about an anchor verse? What's a verse that you just really go to over and over for peace well, and encouragement? Something I thought about about the anchor verse, especially with this the group, is I chose um, Proverbs 19, 20, 21. Get all the advice and instruction you can, so you will be wise the rest of your life. You can make plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. So basically, godly friends equal godly wisdom. Oh, I love that. I love that. And you do you, you've had the advice, you've had the instruction. And uh, that that's the thing is like, is king in on that wisdom and being wise. Um, you know, I think of King Solomon, he could have asked God for anything in the world. And he asked for wisdom, because wisdom goes so far in every area of our life. And that is true. And with our food, you know, when we know what to do, when we know what's going to honor our bodies, um, that is wisdom that you will always have with you. And, you know, just some of those, some of the lessons we teach in Feast to Fast, it's like, <laughs> once you know some of those things, you can't unlearn them. They will stick in your brain forever, for better or for worse. You might never look at a plate of food the same way, but, um, but that's a good thing, you know, you, and it's, you take it with you and you apply it the rest of your life. Um, and so, and so I do love that. And um, yes, the Christian Health Club is, um, so full of godly friends and like-minded women who just want more God and, you know, better health in their day. And I, I think we do a good job of it there. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, you know, I would say that, you know, it, it's about healing your body from the inside out. And I hope that everyone listening can find a brand new vision on what that means to them. And for me, it also strengthened living in the purpose in which God created just for me. So it's been a lovely journey and it's still ongoing. And I hope that everybody, you know, no matter where you are in your own personal journey can just tap into something maybe that would resonate with you and journey forward, ladies. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you so much, friend, for being here. Your story of transformation is just so encouraging. And I know it's ongoing, but I think that's an important thing to remember too, that we are always works in progress and that it takes this kind of daily renewing of the mind to recommit to our 
our bodies and caring for our holy temples. It's not like you just do that one day and then you're done. It's an ongoing process. And so I'm grateful for you sharing, um, sharing yours and um, for all of you out there listening. Um, thank you for being here. I hope you found this helpful. Um, please leave us a comment. Tell Rebecca what really um, resonated with you. Um, that would be awesome. And, um, or share this with a friend, you know, somebody that you think may need to hear something like this, um, whether it's that they need to focus on health um, and not the number or to be consistent or to do food prep or whatever nugget you took away from today. But I'm grateful you were here and I hope you have a healthy and blessed week. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.